0: Matthews trying to go up to the rim, and Grant Shepard with the stuff, ladies and gentlemen. Back at the other end, Manru Claire putting it away. An opportunity for a three-point play. Hey everybody, and Happy New Year. Yes, that is a very delayed Happy New Year, but we are finally back. I'm Jake, and alongside me is Eric of CITR Sports. It's just the two of us today. Yep. It's not, not what we were planning.
1: This is, this is what you get. Hope you're happy. Welcome back, CITR 2019.
0: (laughs) Hopefully next week we will have the full complement of CITR sports members. But for today, it's just the two of us. We are broadcasting from UBC's Point Grid campus, located on the unceded grounds of the Musqueam people. You're listening to Thunderbird Eye on CITR 101.9, always keeping you up to date with the latest UBC sports news, standings, and stories. And as the winter break has come and gone, UBC athletics are back in full swing for 2019. What you heard at the top of the show was a play in the opening minutes of UBC men's basketball Saturday night game against the sister school, UBC Okanagan Heat, where they went on to win 103-69 to extend their Canada West win streak to 10 games. Elsewhere in UBC Sports, women's basketball has pushed their win streak up to five games. Men's volleyball traveled to the Aloha State for some exhibition matches. The women's side split a weekend series against MRU and hockey was only able to collect one to- win total over the Cougars, even though the men's team routed Denmark midway through December. We'll take a look at that interesting matchup later on in the show. But first, we'll look at the sport that's doing the best right now, which is basketball.
1: We're playing basketball. Do you, you don't remember? Yeah. NBA, yeah, no, I, I was two- wondering if you're going to keep going. No, I'm not. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's all I got for you. We got. Oh, okay. that, Was that 2K8, 2K9? I don't know. 2K15. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. I, st- I still play that game. Okay, well, then they... Used it in earlier games. Okay, the women's team started the
0: <laughs> new year strong, handily sweeping UBC Okanagan to extend their win streak to five games, as I mentioned in the intro. Friday's matchup ended 69-51 to in favor of the Thunderbirds with Keelan Filowich and Madison Penn both double-doubling to lead UBC to victory. Filowich had 20 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists. Penn had 17 points and 10 rebounds, and Jessica Hansen, had 10 points and 5 assists. We
1: got a big 3, and they're all having uh, awesome years. Filiowich obviously just dominating top 5 in the conference in rebounds, top 5 in the conference in blocks, averaging a career high in points and assists. Uh, She's just been unreal.
0: Top 5 in field goal percentage as well, doing it super efficiently. Penn, slightly down in scoring, but second in the conference in rebounds. Thunderbirds got 2 players averaging a double-double, which is pretty wild. No biggie. And Hanson is now third in Canada Wesson assists, almost doubling the amount of assists she had last year, which is pretty crazy as well.
1: Yeah, Han- Hanson has taken just a huge step um, for this team. Uh, and they the got some help from the from the rookie, Tannis Metcalf, who's been uh, excellent, 6.6 rebounds in just 12 minutes on Friday, averaging seven points and four and a half rebounds on her last three games.
0: Thunderbirds really, this team's, Doing almost everything that was a problem last year minus free throw shooting. We'll we'll get to that later. Yeah, but, man. But the game on Saturday, <laughs> rough, didn't, free throw shooting didn't matter on Saturday. It was a rout. Thunderbirds won 87 to 57. Career high, 32 Ooh. points for Philwich. 13 of 19 shooting. Incredible. Uh, she double-doubled as well, 10 rebounds. Penn scored 16 points, though she only th- shot 6 for 17 from the field. And the team's other rookie, Haley Council, tallied an efficient 13 points and 4 rebounds.
1: Yeah, uh, Council uh, actually started both games this weekend. Um, uh, she took the place of Kate Johnson. She only made her first start of the season in like late November, um, and she's been shooting well lately. Forty-eight uh, percent uh, from the field and fifty percent from three over the last four games. Uh, yeah, great help from the rookies for this team. Yeah,
0: kind of, I wonder how Kate Johnson would have felt about that, given that she transferred from UECO last year, getting demoted against her well, uh, former school. Well,
1: this is that's what that's what it. That's what it uh, that's how it be sometimes, I guess. <laughs> it just ha- sometimes it just be like it that. it just
0: be like that sometimes. Gabrielle LaGuerta, seven points. Career high, six rebounds off the bench in this one. Uh, she's been up and down this season, especially in terms of minutes. Had a bit of a fluctuating role, but she's been absolutely money from deep. Now shooting 43% from three, which is top five in Canada West. That's pretty, 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 pretty uh, good. Yeah, pretty good weapon to bring off the bench there.
1: Yeah, um, they're just really doing well right now. Um, I guess UBC's a basketball school now. The like, borough basketball school. Because <laughs> volleyball's having some issues, um, so we can talk about basketball a little bit more. Um, they are the third highest scoring team in the conference uh, with 78.5 points per game. Third in field goal percentage as a team with 43%. Uh, fifth in three-point percentage with 30. First in rebounding with 51.5. And first in assists with 18.5. So that's pretty good that they're like top, like really doing well in all major sections. And the three
0: point shooting is pretty crazy. Obviously, LaGuardia helps with that. But last year, they were terrible from three. And. But this I mean, year they've just completely turned it around. It's pretty crazy with basically the same team plus Council and Metcalf.
1: I mean, fifth fifth in the conference is not amazing, mm-hmm. but it's definitely a huge step up from last year for sure. And that's definitely been a huge help because um, yeah, as you mentioned, the three point shooting was pretty bad <laughs> yeah. uh, last season. Um, defensively, they're um, okay. Uh, <laughs> they're allowing a lot of points. They're only seventh in the conference. They're giving up sixty eight points a game, but that's less than their uh, or less than their scoring. So you know that's okay um their uh three point percentage uh, against is uh 12th though with 30 percent
0: yeah they shoot 30 percent from three they give up 30 percent from three so but it's
1: it's it's uh yeah. it, they do shoot a somewhat lower
0: volume from three though so i think overall they're giving up more from three than they get but it's i feel like it's close enough that it won't be a super big issue
1: yeah and their their paint scoring is just yeah. unreal
0: definitely an offensive-minded team
1: oh for sure yeah. um they're also not having the they're not having a tough schedule right no, now not at the moment um so they're taking on uh, i believe it's trinity western um yes. who's eight and four so yeah, tied
0: with ubc right now
1: yeah so it's a big game that'll maybe see we can see what this team really is against a uh, opposition of similar caliber to them
0: and it'll be very important to try and get some good playoff seating now uh update from the men's side the ubc men's basketball team is very good at basketball oh if you want to know how we know this i would like to know on Friday, yes. they beat UBCO uh-huh. 100 yes. to 29. I'm sorry, how many? How <laughs> 100 many was that? to 29, 29. 71 point victory. Oh. The Heat shot 17% from the field. Grant Shepard led the team in scoring 19 points in 9 out of 10 shooting. Grant Odu, season high, 15 points. Season high, nine rebounds off the bench. And six Thunderbirds scored in double figures as they managed uh, shared the wealth.
1: I really like the second quarter here um, where they... <laughs> the Heat did not put up a single point. Mm-hmm. And the Thunderbirds put up thirty-one. 31 it was a very nothing. good quarter for the. Thunderbirds. Fourth quarter
0: was also eighteen to two.
1: Yeah, that's a little. I mean, <laughs> this was a good game. It was a good game for the Thunderbirds. Uh, rebounds were seventy-one to thirty-two, and uh, the Thunderbirds, as a team, shot fifty percent from the field, which is unreal.
0: It's quite, quite, the uh, quite the clinic. A lot of players got a chance to play. No one played over twenty-eight minutes. As would be expected given how much they were winning by, especially even at halftime and uh
1: dude, it was garbage time like in the second quarter. Yeah. But
0: <laughs> this meant some minutes for my favorite player on the Thunderbirds, rebound machine Lincoln Rosebush, first year forward. Seven right. rebounds in twelve minutes. He's averaging four rebounds a game. Doesn't sound that much. Except he's playing less than eight minutes a game. <laughs> so if you they play, just
1: put him out there. They're like, hey, we need to grab some boards.
0: If he played as much as Grant Shepard, he'd be averaging over 13 rebounds a game. That's by I, I'm pretty sure it, it's very linear how these things work, oh, small absolutely. sample size. Yeah, yeah, it just scales. We can confidently infer that. It just totally scales. Can't believe he's not playing more. He'd be averaging. He could be He could be averaging like 20 minutes a game. They just stuck him out there the whole time. Just
1: play him the whole game and just, hey, just go stand by him. <laughs> stand in the
0: basket. We, <laughs> we got Claire. We got Cohee. They can do the scoring. Uh, Shepard, though, need him out there. He's now first in Canada West in field goal percentage, 64%. That's so good. That's a full 3% higher than anyone else in the conference. Pretty wild. And uh, the second game wasn't quite as lopsided as the first one. It'd be... Hard to have a game as lopsided as that one, but Thunderbirds still comfortably cruised to victory, 103-69 scoreline. Jaden Cohe led the team in scoring with 22. Grant Shepard, some thunderous dunks, he had 19 points again, 10 rebounds, 2 steals, and 2 blocks. And Mason Boursier also double-doubled with 16 points and 10 assists. And another season high off the bench, Isaiah Familia poured in 14 points along with Eight rebounds, both season highs.
1: See, the thing was that like, um, the Thunderbirds gave up literally more than twice as many points in this game as they did in the last game, and they still won by over 30 points. <laughs> it's a low bar from the first game. It'd
0: be hard for UBCO to play much worse on the offensive end.
1: It's just they just crushed them. Uh, the Thunderbirds have reached 100 points in three of their last four Uh, That puts them at the highest scoring team in Canada West with 94 points per game. They're first in rebounding, they're first in assists, they're second in field goal percentage, and they're second in free throw percentage.
0: And pretty diverse attack as well. Kohee, Manroot, Clarence Shepard, all top 20 in the conference in scoring, only team with three in the top 20. Boursier is also tied for second in the conference in assists at just a shade under six assists a game. So the women's team is a big three, men's team is a big four, really, and all four of them playing really well right now defense has also been very strong third in canada west in points allowed 73 points per game so
1: it's a full 21 less than they're averaging point scoring. differential that's of pretty 21, good 21
0: right yeah. around the same as calgary calgary's got slightly lower scoring team but like super elite defense both clearly the top two teams canada west calgary and ubc ubc also allows the second lowest field goal percentage and commits the fewest fouls of any team in the conference which is good
1: <laughs> yeah i mean they're 11 and one they're uh second in the conference only Fort calgary with their ridiculous 14-0 record is better and they are fourth in the country behind the carlton and ryerson who are just unbelievable programs um did you see that thing about how uh carl like ncaa teams were like scared to yeah play no carlton? it was duke <laughs> it was duke was scared duke to was play carlton
0: sc- yeah because carlton just wrecks carlton's in, uh, so ncaa good. teams every uh Every yeah, they're pre-season. unbelievable. Um just, so, Don't praise them too much.
1: Well, no, it's just good cuz it's going to be all all the better when uh mm-hmm. when the Thunderbirds beat them yeah. in the in the national championship. I mean, that'd right? they'd be a
0: pretty sick final four Carlton Ryerson, Kyrie. Oh UBC. it would be so
1: good. Could you imagine those games? Be... Oh man, I'm looking forward to it.
0: And they're one of the top contenders in the country right now there you and go. they it's didn't even make the final eight tournament last year cuz they were upset early on in the Canada West playoffs, but yeah. fingers crossed, knock on wood.
1: I mean, they definitely we'll see seem, them nationally. They seem like a more complete team this year for mm-hmm. sure. Um and they they're gonna pick up some uh, well I I don't want to I don't want to put it out there totally but the the team they're playing next weekend is uh, a cool O twelve Trinity Western University program um, the Thunderbirds can go and get their eleventh and twelfth straight Canada wins there possibly Canada West wins um, that's um they still only lost the one game so that yeah. would sort of bring that's them the first nice game close. of the season too they lost the first game of the season um, but. They're like they're right there with Calgary. It's hard to like it looks so weird because um they're 14 0, but the Penambres are just right there. Um, so yeah, we're gonna see some good basketball and some good playoff basketball when that time comes around. Um, the women's volleyball team definitely had some winter break rust, uh, I think. Uh, they traveled to Calgary on January 4th, they were taken on MRU. They s- did split the series, uh, they lost the first one, uh, three and nothing, though, it was a sweep. And that was their first time getting swept since the first game of the season.
0: Yeah, Kira Van Reich, we know she always gets a large number of kills every game. She had 16 in this one and 7 digs, but had 12 attack errors and 4 service errors and a 0.93 hitting percentage. Yeah. Hitting below 100, that's not good. Olivia Furlan, the other half of the dynamic duo, also hit below 100, 23 assists and 13 digs. It's not efficient.
1: Yeah, their team hitting percentage was uh, .057, which is not, not the good. best. Um, but yeah, like that's just errors and rust. Like there's nothing like, it's fine. I'm not concerned. Um, Jade Robinson was the only player. Did I say Robinson? Robertson was the only player besides Van Rijk who had more than three kills. Um, with a nice little five, um, and hit one eight eight.
0: there was there was some good news, some definite good news out of this game, which you don't expect to say when you lose three nothing. But Kiara Hanley and Anna Price, two seniors, made their season debuts. Anna Price coming back from an ankle injury. Kira Hanley coming back from a semester in Scotland.
1: Just she- as big of an adversity <laughs> t- as I'm an sure, ankle sure she had some great stories. Oh, no. I'm, I, I am. I, I do want to point out. I'm just kidding. I love Scotland. I went to high school there. It's a very good place. <laughs> but P- I wanted to make that joke because I, I saw the opportunity and mm-hmm. I took it.
0: Of course. Price, she didn't play a huge role this weekend. Hanley started, though, recorded three kills and five blocks in her first official action in about ten months. So, of anyone who'd be rusty, it'd be her. Because who knows how you much volleyball think. she was actually playing while in
1: Scotland? Well, did they, did they I, play volleyball. I played volleyball <laughs> in Scotland. Yeah, there's on another my high joke. There's team. another joke. Yes, I was the t- captain, the starting setter <laughs> for my high school volleyball team in Scotland. Were you they...
0: recruited to uh, any universities?
1: Well, yeah, but I, I turned it down because I mean, you just you gotta you gotta go to U- UBC, man. Yes, yes,
0: <laughs> that's what it is.
1: I, yeah, <laughs> the second game. A uh, lot, lot better for the Thunderbirds. Maybe did shake off a bit of that rust. Um, they won 3-1, had a 25-10 victory in the second set, which is pretty impressive. Uh, Van Rijk got back to her usual self, put up a casual 25 kills, which is just like the norm at yeah. this point. Nine digs, seven aces, 44 assists from Liv Furlan, Uh And uh, rookie Bryn Payson, is that Payson? Payson. Payson. Ah, well. I gave it a I gave it a shot. Uh, set her new season high for kills with thirteen and had six digs as well.
0: Yeah, after hitting that 057 the previous game, the hitting percentage went up over two hundred points to two seventy nine. That's much. Van Rijk for Hanley and Siobhan Feining all hit above three ninety as individuals, which is pretty nice. But uh interesting note is that Tessa Davis, who was huge first half of the season, second on the team in kills, she's third in Canada West in hitting percentage, but she only played in three sets out of the seven this past weekend against MRU because of, I guess, Hanley and Price. So we'll have to see how coach Doug Reimer manages the rotation as given how well she played, I'm surprised that she was the one to really see her minutes drop, but I guess it kind of worked. They won the second game.
1: I, I would, um, I would imagine that they're just trying to get um, minutes anywhere they can for the two returning players. Cause they got to get them back up to speed. Um, Hanley and Price are such an important part of this team, <clears throat> excuse me, of this team. Um, and, if you need to get them back into the rotation as fast as possible, um, get them integrated, get them back into the swing of things. Um, so, yeah, I assume Tessa Davis will have her minutes come back up uh, as the season progresses. Uh, the Thunderbirds are first in Canada West in kills per set and aces per set, um, but they are second last in blocks and digs, so their defense uh, could use a little bit of work. Yeah. Um,
0: Just definitely an offensive team.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I think that's a lot of the situation with, uh, with a lot of the Thunderbirds teams now, except women's hockey, which we'll get to later, which is definitely a defensive team. Uh, the Thunderbirds are now eight and six. They are in fourth place in Canada West. They are firmly above five hundred after starting zero and three on the season, which was a little bit concerning. Um, and they play uh, both of the top two teams uh, in uh, the coming months: uh, Trinity Western, which is ridiculous fourteen and zero, and a twelve and two Calgary team. Uh, and those games both happen on the road, so those are going to be big tests for this team.
0: Yeah, this week they have a chance to separate themselves from that second tier of teams. They played McEwen or 7-5 and five, right behind UBC in the standings. The men's team, they didn't play any Canada West games last week. They were very active over the break, though. They first participated in the TRU-McDonald's Classic Tournament, where they went 1-2 and two against Calgary, Thompson Rivers, and Sun Ken Kwan University of Seoul, South Korea. Good job. Who made the trek out to Kamloops for some reason. Yeah, uh, hey, guys. Then the men's team traveled <laughs> to Hawaii, take on some NCAA opposition. They lost both games against the Rainbow Warriors.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can't really blame them in the Div 1 team. Very good Div 1 team at that. <laughs> um, this has not been a good year for men's volleyball, though. They are 2-10. and ten. Um, and, I mean, yeah, a bunch of their players go went, went to go play pro. So,
0: I mean, we expected it to be tough. We didn't. I don't think we expected it to be this No, tough, I did not expect the— It was definitely going to be a down year.
1: Well, but they, they, the amount of core, like, such important pieces that they lost. Um, uh, I mean, th- there's still a lot of good players left there, and I think it is just maybe um, a matter of they weren't really able to gel, and maybe it'll take a season for them to do that. Um, but we can look at this as a rebuild yeah. year. And rebuild years are never a problem.
0: <laughs> no. I mean, playing Hawaii was nice. They got a trip to Hawaii. Oh, uh, yeah. The Rainbow Warriors ranked fourth in the NCAA currently <laughs> heading into the season. So that was always going to be an unequal matchup. Maybe the Thunderbirds team last year might have been able to give them some sort of run. But this year's team playing a an elite NCAA team was not going to do super well. But Hawaii trip.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and it's good experience regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, but... You, the you, playoff push
0: is still alive, Eric. The
1: playoff push is still alive. Uh, <laughs> the uh, they have a kind schedule coming up. Um, only two of their final ten games are against um, a team that has a winning record. Um, their next two opponents are the three and nine McEwen and the O and fourteen UBCO. Yes, they've
0: been they've been bad this season. It's like could say they've not been good, but no, they've been bad. Uh, that but they have talented individual players. They will play a lot of similarly struggling teams down the stretch. And given that 8 out of the 12 teams make the playoffs, they're only three games back of a playoff spot despite being 2-10. and 10. So it's possible. Never, might not be likely, but it's very much possible.
1: Never, ever say die. Um, we learned that very well from, yep. from football, from hockey in the past. Um, you know, we don't know what can happen. Yeah. There's
0: not an ineligible player walking through that door, though.
1: Well you don't know that. <laughs> you don't know that it happened twice. Happened twice. That yes. means it's not a that means it could happen three times. That's not what that means. I just took stats. It's not what that means at all. We are gonna take an ad break. We will be right back. Going away Look into my eyes. The last Sunday of every month from eleven
0: to five. I want you here with me. You're invited to the launch party of Noise Complaint, a brand new podcast from citr 101.9 FM. The party is on Friday, January 18th at the Event Garden with live performances from Maneater and Hope. Doors at 9pm and bands at 10pm.
1: So, yeah, hockey. Um, women's hockey started the season in third place in a ridiculously competitive Canada West division. The top six qualify. The Birds are 19 points clear of seventh place. They're, prob- they're probably safe. So they're probably safe. They haven't officially clinched yet. Um, somewhat hilariously, Alberta has uh, clinched um, a playoff spot at the halfway mark. Um, so at this point, it's really just jockeying per, for position. Really, uh, UBC is pretty comfy in third, um, but the difference between playing an 11-win Saskatchewan or an eight-win Regina Mount Royal type school that could be huge. Um, they started the new year against one of these teams that they're likely to face in the opening round, the Mount Royal Cougars. Guess how many goals were scored in the first period? Was it game? zero? It was zero. Wow. Funny, funny thing about that. Um, so we, don't, we we should just skip the first period. Just <laughs> skip <laughs> Chase a second, and play 40-minute games. It's yep. fine. Um, in the second, the Cougars really should have gotten on the board first, but there was a really good blocker save from Tory McLash Kept the score square. Uh, power play opportunity over halfway into the first gave, or no, not the first. Why would they score in the first? Yeah, of course. That's never going to happen. That's unrealistic. <laughs> over halfway into the second, uh, Hannah, Hannah Clayton Carroll deflected a point shot from Cillian Tardiff to open the scoring. Rookie Ryland McKinnon doubled the lead with a pinpoint shot from the left side of the slot. Uh, the Cougars did nearly claw their way. Bat- whip, Way back into this one with a goal from Tatum Amy, who has the backwards name. Backwards name. Um in the final five minutes, but McClash shut the door in the following minutes to seal the win.
0: Yeah, this was an incredible defensive performance from the Thunderbirds. Just allowed thirteen shots the nothing. entire game. Yeah. One got past McClash, but that's fine, still got the win. Unlucky to not get anyway. the shutout.
1: Yeah, like it wasn't even like a good shot. It just sort of waffled a little bit and happened. And I mean
0: UBC probably should have scored more than twice as well. Oh,
1: absolutely, considering how they were playing. They were just they were uh they were dominating this game. Yeah. Um, they had 31 shots. Um, they had tons of high danger chances. A lot of those 31 shots weren't just, you know, flicking it on net. They were really good shots. Uh you can blame holiday rust, you can blame bad bounces, whatever, but it's you can't really blame the UBC Thunderbirds for not um uh, winning by more, it just happens sometimes, and they won. So wins a win, right? Yeah, they
0: didn't. The, they didn't win the uh, the next game though. That
1: no, they didn't, and they probably should have won that one too. Um, the Thunderbirds had uh, trouble converting on their chances um, in the first game, and they did win that one, but. Uh, Did not stay the same in the second one. It was just brutal. They only got uh, 21 shots, which is not super great, but not terrible. But they couldn't bank any of them. The Cougars uh, only got half as many, but a power play marker in the second was enough to lift the Cougars over the Thunderbirds for a greasy 1-0 win.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's hard to fault the goalie when the offense is putting up a bagel on the scoreboard. Yep. And uh, this is actually the first game of the season for Emma Pincott, the Cougars goalie. And getting a shutout in her first game is pretty crazy. Also, playing her first game in January is pretty crazy. Yeah,
1: and, and to d- come out there. And she's she's been good in her time with the Cougars. Um, but for whatever, um, I, I'm not actually sure on the reason. I couldn't find it why, um, why it took her so long. Might to, have been an injury. Might have been an injury. Might have just been... Um, the way the cookie crumbles, but um, she got into her first game and goes out and gets a shutout on 21 shots, Um, so, you know, good for her, but not good for us.
0: Yeah, I mean, defensively, another great game for the Thunderbirds, even though they lost. Allowing 25 shots in a game is pretty solid. Allowing 25 shots in two games is incredible. Thunderbirds Mm -hmm. did it. They only let in two goals over the weekend, but somehow only won one of the games, which is Pretty disappointing, but
1: it happens. And I mean, I think um, Rust is probably, as we've mentioned a bunch of times uh, throughout the show, it's been. Got to, got to keep making the excuses well, whenever they win. Yes, absolutely. Because yeah. and when I, we and I when we win, that, the
0: opponents, it's not because of Rust or no, it's anything. it's
1: because the yeah. Thunderbirds are the best. The yeah, best team in, in every possible uh, sport, um, but <laughs> I mean, I think it, it affects your offensive game more than your defensive game for sure, because um, there's more. Uh, it's more precise. Um, the offensive side of the game is than defense. Um, but, yeah, I think they'll be fine. I'm not worried. Uh, men's hockey did something very cool over the break. Um, Vancouver was uh, hosting the 2018 IIHF World Junior Championships, which is one of the biggest tournaments in the sport of hockey, period. Uh, so the top under-20 teams came to Vancouver to play. Um, they got some practice in against some U Sports opposition. So Team Canada was playing the U Sports All-Stars, including one Jarrett Smith. Jarrett Smith? Jarrett Smith. Jarrett <laughs> Smith. Um, and the UBC Thunderbirds themselves got to take on Team Denmark. Uh, the Danes actually kind of dominated the base of play in the opening two-thirds, um, but Ryland Toft was unreal. Uh, shot, stopped uh, 23 shots, most of which were very good shots coming from you know guys that are NHL draft hopefuls. Um, the Thunderbirds registered just six shots in, That's the, not great. in the opening <laughs> two. But in the final period, the script was flipped. Denmark was the one only getting three shots, uh, and UBC managed 18. Uh, the first goal came from a Michael Stenerson Goal on a five on three advantage, and you got to take advantage of those. A five hole backhander from Jared Smith. Jared Smith. Uh, (laughs) A Chase Clayton deflection and a Tyler Sandu goal, which was uh, good for him because he had two assists in this game, so he capped up the three point night with uh, the goal. So, you know, blanking. Team Denmark just yeah, casually. Maybe a
0: bit unfair on Denmark to lose by that much. <laughs>
1: Considering how well they played in the first two periods, yeah, they kinda they kinda weren't great in the third, but yeah, this score doesn't really tell the whole story. But hey, you can go say, Hey, we beat a national team four nothing. You know, that's not too bad. Pretty solid. Yeah. We we will not mention, however, um when we tell this story in years to come that like in the first game of the actual tournament, Canada beat them fourteen nothing um <laughs> i was watching that game it was weird i was I, like i looked over i was like oh it's 4 nothing." oh it's like a couple minutes in
0: it's like, okay. ubc looked <laughs> a little bit like denmark when uh conference play resumed this past weekend
1: yeah yeah they did um So, uh, man, I don't even know what to say. Uh, They conceded 11 goals in two games. They scored just three by themselves. They were swept by the Mount Royal Cougars. They weren't even outshot that much. It was, like, pretty close. It was, like, 30, 25, and then, like, 28, 27 or something. It was really close uh, in shots. Um, Rust, I think. Rust, yeah. I think it's rust, man. (laughs) I think it's rust. Well, no, because UBC's good. Like, I think they're genuinely a good team this year. Uh, I think they're genuinely a threat in Canada West this year for sure. Yeah. but sometimes you just get outworked. Um, and, like, even in that Denmark game, uh, they were kind of behind the pace of play for most of the game. So, um, yeah, well, I don't know. We'll see. Um, it, it's it, I, th- I think the team that we saw in November when they were hot is what this team actually is.
0: Yeah, I mean, the only bright sides offensively from that weekend, Carter Popov and uh, Jared Smith, both Jared scored, Smith. continuing their hot streaks. Popov also got an assist on Smith's goal. And uh, just... Not nothing good. No, out of well, that weekend, really. yeah.
1: um, in contrast to the women's team, I do feel like this was maybe like actually the fault of the team um, uh, as Btan was very very insistent head coach Sven Bhutan in that, you know, it was an issue of being outworked. Um, but like I said, I think the team in November is the actual team. I think this was just a bad a bad weekend for the team. Hopefully, there will be no more rust remaining by the time they take on the Alberta Golden. Panthers. Yeah, those
0: two big matchups, both men's and women's team. The Alberta men's team second in Canada West, women's first. So this is going to be big game. And coming up though, against Calgary soon.
1: The Winter Classic. Is that yeah, a couple so weeks from now or uh, next week. It is. Um. So it is Friday the eighteenth. Friday the eighteenth. Um, okay. So a week from this coming Friday. Um, it's the big game every year where, you know, just, we sell out the, we sell out the Doug Mitchell Thunderbird Sports Center. We, uh, we get some drinks, we get some live music, we get some, uh, you know, some fun activities going on. It's like a big, big party, but there's hockey there. Um, I mean, if you're, if you're a Thunderbirds, uh, fan or if you're just a UBC student who likes hockey, um, the admission is discounted for students down to just $7, which is a pretty sweet deal. Um, it's just going to be a fun game and it's against, uh. Cal- the Calgary dinos who uh if i remember correctly are not that great so hopefully a lot of goals <laughs> will be scored in this game
0: <laughs> now before we wrap things up we're going to start a new tradition here uh, on thunderbird eye we're going to give our official predictions for the rest of the basketball volleyball and hockey seasons there's no prize as of right now it's just for our own personal bragging rights i guess rights. we'll go through the six teams we talked about today we'll predict where they will finish in canada west standings held the fair in the pro season we also have predictions coming in from Jacob, even though he's unfortunately unable to be here today. So we'll give him the honor of starting first. So women's basketball, first off, they're currently 8-4, and four, tied for 6th in Canada West. Jacob predicts that they will finish 4th in Canada West, moving up in the standings, but crash out in the Canada West playoffs, not get a medal there.
1: Really? So what did you have for women's basketball? I have
0: a 5th place finish, Okay. but a bit of an upset in the Canada West playoffs, they get bronze medal in Canada West.
1: So I had them at 4th. Like 4th, okay. But... I have them uh, getting silver. Actually. Silver. I think I think they're a good team. I think they're, they're the way that their game plays will um, translate well to the playoffs. Um, I just I don't know. I, I got a good feeling about the basketball this year.
0: Okay, men's basketball, eleven and one, second right now in Canada West. Jake and I both think they'll finish second.
1: That's what I said too. Yeah, yeah. I think
0: <laughs> I think they'll win Canada West silver. Mm-hmm. Jacob says Canada West gold. I had gold as well. You have gold as well, um, of course. Uh, Jacob I, also I'm says. I'm feeling the basketball. This Jacob year. also says they'll get bronze nationally. I mean, I said fourth place nationally.
1: I don't know, man. I, that I struggled to come up with where they would finish nationally because it's just, it's such a, mm-hmm. uh, it's such, like it's you're hard. Gonna, like the four <laughs> top teams in the country right now. UBC. Um, I believe it's Calgary mm. and then uh, Carlton and Ryerson they're just unbelievable so I can't really predict I, we'll say bronze I'll yeah. go with bronze men's
0: basketball Jacob and I both said 10th place no playoffs did yeah. you predict a playoff push or no
1: <laughs> but I believe, believe? I, but I'm not I'd predict but I don't believe okay <laughs> or no I you be- believe we don't predict yes so you don't fully believe it. yeah okay <laughs> I believe, uh, like- women's volleyball
0: <laughs> Jacob says third place finishing Canada West I say fourth place I had fourth as you well you are fourth as well Jacob says Canada West silver. I say, this is my probably my boldest prediction, Canada West gold and Ooh. then Nationals bronze.
1: Okay, I am not that bold, um, but I sincerely hope that you're correct. I had a Canada West bronze.
0: Jacob also says Nationals bronze. So, we, we both very much believe in this women's okay. volleyball team. I,
1: I hope so. And then finally, hockey. Yeah.
0: Uh... You're not gonna be happy about this. No, I'm not. I said men's hockey fifth place. Okay. Jacob says sixth place. No way, man. And then both lose in the Canada West quarterfinals. Uh
1: uh. No. Um I have fourth and bronze at least for them. I think they're good. I don't think that um that what we saw this weekend is what they are. I think they're good.
0: And then finally, for women's hockey, I have third place. Jacob has fourth place. We both have them winning Canada West silver. Uh-huh. And then I, I'm not sure if that would be enough to make it to the Nationals, but if they do, I say they lose in the quarterfinals at the
1: Nationals. So I had I had second and silver. I think they will make a push for a second, and I think they'll get so, at least silver. Um, well, I, I what I wrote down was finals appearance because I didn't want to commit to anything. <laughs> but I guess I'll say silver. But okay. hopefully it's gold. Uh, that is going to wrap us up, I believe. Yep.
0: And with that, thank you for tuning in to CITR 101.9 and our first episode of 2019. We're currently dealing with some changes to our school schedules, one of the reasons that we don't have many people in the booth right now. We may end up adjusting our Thunderbird Eye showtime, and the best way to keep posted on any adjustments is to follow us on Twitter and Facebook at CITR Sports. Next up on CITR is the Arts Report. For Thunderbird Eye, this has been Jake and Eric. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful rest of your evening.